Welcome to the Faith Renew Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Come on, turn around and tell about two or three people this morning. Say, I am so glad you're here. Would you do that? Tell about two or three people this morning. You're so glad they're here. <clears throat> Amen. Good looking group this morning. Excited to have you. If this is your first time with us at Faith or New Church, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Faith or New Church, can we put our hands together and let all of our first time guests know we love and appreciate them this morning. Amen. Amen. Make yourself at home. Get plugged in. Become a part of what God's doing here. I am so excited, so thankful for all that's happening, all that he's doing. He's so good to us. Amen. Come on. He's so good to us. Amen. He's such a good God. And I just want to welcome all those again who are joining us online this morning as well. We really wish you were here. being so thankful that you have tuned in. Make sure you comment. Let us know where you're worshiping from today. Love to hear from you as well. And, uh, but it's going to be a good time. Um, I went and grabbed my iPad right before I came out as always, and it was updating. And, uh, I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I just grabbed my, my laptop and uh, I even actually printed one off, man. You just never know. I was a boy scout. So I was, I was taught to be prepared. So, uh, but, uh, so, uh, I got my, my laptop up here. It feels cool, man. A little bit different. So if I look high techer today, um, you know, y'all can just roll with me. All right. But, um, who brought a Bible to church? Anybody? Amen. Amen. I love it. Love seeing God's word. Do this if you would. Go with me to Exodus chapter 17. Amen. Exodus chapter 17. <clears throat> and if you're um, new here, I'll tell you, if, you, if we actually also use, if you didn't bring your Bible, uh, the words will always be on the screen for you as well. But we use the Version Bible app also here. Very cool uh, app on your mobile device. If you don't use it, I just encourage you to get it. Um, you don't always have your paper Bible with you, but most of the time we have a mobile device with us. And so uh, if we uh, can have that, we always have the Word with us. But click more in events right there, and you'll be able to follow right along with me this morning. Amen? If you've got it, say, I have it. Well, let's read it. I'm going to read Exodus 17. I'm going to be reading verses 8 through 15. As Pastor Bill was saying, we've been learning these Jehovah names of God. And so we're going to be introduced to another one this morning. And uh, it says in Exodus chapter 17, starting at verse 8, it says, Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Did not go alone. And so it was, and Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy, and so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands. One on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. 
And verse 13 says, so Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. In verse 15, where we find our Jehovah name at today, and Moses built an altar, called its name, the Lord is my, say that word with me, banner. Mm, this is a cool one this morning. Let's pray, and would you join me? We're going to talk to Jehovah together this morning and go to him in prayer, and we have access today that we can boldly enter into the throne room this morning. Amen. Would you join me? Father, we're just so blessed, so thankful, so honored to be able to gather in your holy name to lift high the banner of Jesus in this place, God. And we thank you for the victory that it brings. And, God, we release that over every defeated area in this room right now, God. I just release victory in the name of Jesus, and I give you praise for it all, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Tell three people, say again, say just, you really look great today. Amen, would you do that? Say, you really look great today. Amen. Amen. Man, you look great today. Again, I'm glad you're here. But we're in a series, again, if you don't know, wild. I started counting these things up. Week 10 of Jehovah. Man, time flies when you're having fun. Amen? It absolutely flies when you're having fun. But we've been learning the Jehovah names of God. And when we're speaking about God, we're talking about Jehovah. We're talking about the one true living God. We're talking about Alpha and Omega. Come on, we're talking about beginning and the end, the first and the last. Come on, we're talking about the Jehovah today who is the name above all names. And again, we honor him today in this place. He said, I am that I am. That's who we're talking about this morning. So again, we were learning that that Jehovah God has presented in Scripture with names that describe his nature with names that describe his character. I don't know if your name describes your character or not. If you ever looked up your name, I don't know if it describes you well or not, or you're like, Mom and Daddy missed it. Amen. They did not describe me well. But uh, if, again, this is what we can learn from Jehovah, is that these names describe him well. Whew, so good. Like last week, we learned that he is Jehovah Jireh. Amen. He is the Lord, my provider. And so, again, I'm thankful that he brings provision to my need. He brought provision to my greatest need. My greatest need was that I needed a Savior to step out of heaven, come to earth, get on a cross, and die in my place from my sin. And he provided for me the sacrifice that was needed for my salvation. Anybody received that gyro this morning? Amen. Put your hands together and give God a praise offering if you received the, the provider today named Salvation. And so again, I'm so thankful. And again, I love it. Go back. If you've missed any of these messages, I encourage you to go back, listen to them. I believe they'll bless you because it's God's word. Amen. I really do believe that. But today I want to look at a new name and we're going to describe a more about the nature and character of God. And the name, today's name is Jehovah Nisi. Look at your number and say, Nisi. Amen. Nisi, Jehovah Nisi, which means today that the Lord is my banner of victory. Man, he today is my banner 
of victory. And Mike, I, I love that we've been seeing in these Old Testament stories some powerful stories that are not just history lessons. Amen. There are things that God put in the scripture, showed us to reveal to us and show us things even about ourselves. I, I, I think 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, very cool passage. It kind of helps us understand why these stories are here. It says, now all these things happen to them. Like the things that we see happen to the children of Israel, the things that they go through, the things that happen there are examples for us. Yeah. Did you know that? So again, we're reading stuff this morning that's going to be examples to me and you to help me and you learn things and grow and do things in our lives. So these are examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So he's saying all the way to the very end, the stories that happened then reveal things now. Whew, that is cool, man. Jehovah Nisi. Today we see again another name. And so in this story, again, like the others, we're seeing uh, characters from Scripture, uh, real people who, who go through real situations. And we see in this story, we're seeing about a man named Amalek who was the enemy of the Israelites. Now, I, I want you this morning to, as I'm speaking about Amalek, I want you to see that as the enemy in your life. And uh, don't put a face on it. Let me help you real quick. Don't put a name on it other than Satan, the, the, the evil one, all right? Don't, we don't wrestle flesh and blood, amen? We, we wrestle principalities. And so, again, but there is an enemy. And so, again, it's interesting about this story is that Amalek, he was the grandson of Esau. If you know, man, Esau was the brother of who? Anybody? Jacob, yeah, it's not a trick question. Yeah, Jacob, so, you know, should I say it? Yeah, say it. Jacob, he was a brother. And so this is, this is why he, who, who, who Jacob, a patriarch of the Israelites, a, a person who, again, that we talk about, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so, again, if they're brothers, this is what's interesting about this. We see the connection here, the ancestry of Amalek and Jacob go all the way back to Abraham and Isaac. Now, what does that mean? It means they were family. How many knows family can sometimes be the hardest to reach? Amen? Sometimes a family can be the hardest to reach. And, uh, and, and it just seems like, man, they can feel like the greatest enemy. If you're sitting beside family, just be quiet right there. Don't say amen. Don't stand up, wave a hanky at me. Don't get that. Just don't do it. Don't put your hand up. Yeah, so, so just don't do it. But sometimes the family, it can, it can fill out the greatest enemy. But that's actually what we see here. But we see, again, it's represented as an, as an enemy. And so, again, I want you to see that this morning. But this is a cool story because when we look at this and when we're declaring victory, when we're declaring that the Lord is our banner of victory, there are some things from this story like, like the other stories that we have read, like the other names that we've seen, that we need to draw from, begin to apply to our life. How many of those God's word is applicable? That you can actually live it out. That he wants you to do what this is. He said, don't just hear me today. Please don't just hear me. Let's do what the word of God says. And so again, we see this here. Now this is why, because I, like these other passages, we're going to see some things that God is wanting to do. 
And he wants us to get ourselves in the position to receive that. And now I believe this this morning. I, I believe that every person who feels defeated in this place this morning can leave victorious underneath the banner of victory today. I, I believe every person in a fight, the day that the spirit of faith is going to rise up in your heart and you're going to believe for some things, man, that you thought this thing might have been over and you're going to see God is still at work and is still able and can show up in your situation and turn it around. When? Today. Amen. Because he is Jehovah Nisi. Not was. He is that this morning. Now, I want to give you a few things this morning. If you're taking notes, uh, you can write this down. It'll be on the screen. It's also in your version notes. But number one is this. I'll, I, this hit me about this, this story today. The first thing we can draw from is that our identity matters. Yeah. Our identity matters. This, this passage, above anything else, is to help us create and understand our identity in Christ. And this is what's cool about the Jehovah series. We're learning Jehovah names, but we're also learning things about ourselves. And we're learning things that, man, when we get underneath that name, it does things for us. And so I love it. So this is what we see first. In verse 15, I want to read that last passage again. And Moses built an altar and called its name, the Lord is my banner. Now, this is, I, was, I was interested in the history of just studying about what a banner is. It was like a pole-like substance that they would raise up, sometimes having the flag upon it with the emblem, sometimes actually being engraved in itself in a metal object, but it was held up, and when they would raise that thing up, it would be a call to the people of God to assemble. And they would gather. And I was like, man, that, what a cool thing to think about. When you raise up the banner of Christ, that he said he would draw men to him. And so when we raise that up this morning, he is drawing us into them and into him. And so we also see this. This, when it was raised up, this was also many times for battle. There were times that the banner was raised up and it was to represent this was a time of instruction. And I'm like, man, like this is church. Like, man, this is like when we gather, it's a time of instruction. It's a time to go to battle. It's a time to go to war. It's a time for community to come together and rally together. And this is an identity thing that when we're looking at this, it is an identity issue. And there are a lot of identity issues today, even in the body of Christ. I don't know if there's anything today being more attacked in this generation, not just this generation, the, the church as a whole, than our identity. You see it, man. It, it is, it's amazing where, again, you see the identity problem. You see the enemy, whether it's Amalek, whoever it may be, to try to get people to question who they are. Like down to, I mean like the physical, like down to the mental, to where it is an attack, to where it is identity attack against them. Now again, I love it. I, I think it's important when you start realizing the banner and the identity that we come up underneath when we're talking about the banner of victory this morning. Like I come up underneath the banner of victory, like I'm underneath him. And so again, this is cool because I, I think it's neat. Like when you you ever who watches the Olympics when they come around? Who who enjoys that? Like there's been times we've really watched a lot of that, right? Gotten pulled in, like, and watched a lot of it. I enjoy it. I, I love it. I love seeing the opening ceremonies. 
that when you see people come in and like you're seeing them march in, they've got their banner, they've got their flag, they're dressed out in all their cool matching attire, and then they come in and they're marching underneath their banner. And you can look at the people in that one and you can say, they're, they're underneath the American flag, they're underneath that banner. I, I still believe that America is still the greatest nation. I really believe that. I still believe. I, I believe the greatest days are still ahead for the nation of America and the church, especially in the nation of America, when they understand who they sit under and who they're underneath. Amen. So we're not under American flag. We're underneath Christ. But as Americans who God has called, I still believe, man, I, 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 love, I love it when they raise up that flag and they're standing there with a gold medal on their chest and they're singing the national anthem. Woo, and I'm like, come on, man. I just, I love it. We were watching a game the other night when Natalie Grant was singing the, the national anthem. I'm like, man, it's just cool to hear that national anthem sing out, to hear that banner being raised up. And he said this about us this morning. We can come up underneath the banner of victory. Our identity can be found in him. And this is what's wrong with a lot of folks. Their identity is not rooted in him. And, and, and it's, it's amazing. And the banner that I'm speaking of coming up underneath him, th this is not something that you can do, which I've tried. You can't go come up underneath one banner Monday through Friday or Saturday. Can't do it. And then like, okay, I'm going to run up underneath this banner today on Sunday and then think things work. You, you, you're not underneath it. You're unstable. The Bible says, Jace, that you're unstable in all your ways. You become double-minded. And so like maybe if you're wondering this morning, why am I unstable? Why do I feel like things are falling apart? Why are situations the way that they are right now? Maybe today you need to do this. Like what am I under right now? Look up. What am I underneath today? What banner am I coming up underneath this morning? Now, we're in a time right now. Uh, football season has kicked off. Pastor Bill declared it over this house last week. Amen. We see a couple of uh, uh, jerseys this morning, man. What, what teams are that, man? Jeez, okay, yeah, I'll tell you how much I know about football. Okay. I was going to say Redskins. got red on, but no, nah, that's different. But uh, college football Kicked off. If I asked for a show of hands of who watched college football yesterday, I bet you the majority of the hands would go up in this place. That's not wrong. But don't let that be your banner. And this is, is sad because, again, I've seen, I've seen Clemson Orange become the banner that everybody gets under. Tennessee Orange that somebody gets underneath. Amen. Uh, the, 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 the garnet and black banner that people find themselves up underneath. And, like, man, their identity is found in that. It's amazing. Some folks, like social media, for the next 13 to 18 weeks, all you will see with their identity is rooted and grounded and built up, established Underneath a banner of sports. Now, this is wild because, listen, I, I, I've seen it. Our identity can get wrapped up in these things so quickly. Uh, I, I've seen families like who, again, their whole entire just identity is founded and it's wrapped up in their child sports. Is there anything wrong with child sports? Not one thing. But don't let that become your identity. 
Don't let yourself live underneath that banner when the banner of victory, the true victory can be yours today and we can find our true identity found in that. And Moses said this today. I love it. He said that the Lord is my banner. Now, again, nothing wrong with those things, but we need to make sure we fall underneath the most important banner of all time, the banner of victory today. And this is what he did. He built an altar once the victory was given, and he was, he was saying today that I recognize that God was the one who gave me the victory. Like, I see the victory happen in my life. I watch this thing unfold. I see how this works in my life, and I want to give honor to him. And, and it's, it's, it's so cool that when we see this happen, what he raised up, what Moses used, he used the rod of God and he raised that, that, that staff up into the air. And every time they were underneath that banner, victory was theirs. Go back and look of your life. Like when, when, when failure happened, look up and think about, man, what you was under when that took place. I cannot go back and see anything in my life and see any failure and look up and see God over that. I had come up underneath it. I had come try to raise my own banner, put the Terry flag up, do whatever it is that you want to do, raise up whatever it may be. But, man, I can look back over my life, and every victory, I look up, man, I see the banner of Christ raised up over my head. That is where our identity is found. And this is what's cool about it. He used a staff, and if you go all the way back to where Moses encountered God when he had that I am statement revealed to him, what did he have in his hand? That staff. So what is God asking of us today? He's like, some of you are like, wait, I wish he'd give me a staff. and give me a rod. I'd raise it. And God's saying, man, what do you have today? What do you have in your hand right now? What can you do with what God has already given you? And when you take what God has already given you and you raise that banner up, it will become a banner of victory in your life when you raise it underneath his name and you do it for his glory and his honor and his glory alone. And so again, like this was used and we see this, this is why that over and over and over we see where this, when it was raised up, God's victory would be provided for them. They used that staff, he raised it up over a sea and it opened up hit a rock water comes out of it man it was what God had placed in his hands that he used for God that brought victory in their life and what was it he knew his identity was wrapped up in God and so when he received a victory he didn't say man I'm going to build an altar and raise up a banner of Moses and Joshua he raised a banner and said that the banner is the victory that I'm talking about today is my Lord. And our identity must be found in this, and it must be found in this alone. So tell your, tell your, tell your neighbor. I know you like talking to him. Say, our identity matters. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Tell him, say, our identity matters. Now, I want to look at the second thing this morning, that again, not our identity matters, but again, another important part. And this is something we're seeing like in every Every story, I, I think we're going to see how this, this really comes to play right here in, in this name, is that there are two aspects to every battle. There are two parts to every battle. 
What are you talking about, Pastor? What do you mean when you say, say that? We see this unveiled here. Look at verse 9 again with me, if you would. It says, And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out. Fight with Amalek. Fight with the enemy. Go against that. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Now, I was Joshua. I feel like we need to talk about those terms for just a moment. All right, bro, you sending me out to get my brains knocked in. And you going to go up on a mountain and watch it? I mean, you know, like you. But, but again, the prophet of the Lord speaks. I love Joshua. You know why, you know why Joshua went, up, went out and fought, didn't complain? He was a warrior. His identity was also wrapped up in Christ underneath that banner. And so he didn't, he didn't fight it. The scripture didn't say he didn't try to resist it. He didn't try to talk his way out of it. It said he went out, got some guys, went, got some men, went out and went to do battle, did not complain, did what the Lord asked of him to do, man. And so we see it here unfold. And again, and why? Because he's a warrior. His identity, again, was found in Christ. It was found in God, Jehovah. And he recognized that. Now, this is what we see. We see the two parts, I believe, so beautifully displayed in this story. I mean, like, unlike any other story. We see two things unfold here. We, <clears throat> we see the spiritual, and we see the practical unfold. Now, this is important because, listen, uh, I, I really feel this. This is not an either-or for us. This is a both and. What do you mean? It is an area in our life that you can look at this morning. You, I did it. I sat down and began to look at these situations in my life. And you can look at it, and in every part of your life, there is a spiritual and a practical. What I have found is that most people excel in one or the other. And where most people excel, they let the other thing fall to the wayside so often. If there's an area that may come natural to you, people will have a tendency to gravitate towards that and go after that thing alone. But we see something here in this, and it's in every battle of your life. It's in everything that you go through. There are two parts to it. There is the practical and the spiritual. I started kind of like listing some things that I can look at in my life that you can too. Uh, one of those is what we spoke about last week. We talked about Jehovah Jireh last week being our provider. Time didn't allow me to go into both parts of this, but both parts of this applies. Now, this is, this is critical. Listen, this, it, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your life, there is a practical and there is a spiritual. And so, again, spiritually, what, what does that look like? Spiritually, what that looks like is that I pray God's blessings over my finances. I pray it every morning. I, I pray it every day of my life. God, I ask you to bless this area of my life. And then I do this. I also follow on through with the next step of blessing spiritually by giving to the Lord. 
It's not an obligation. I see it as an opportunity, amen, to raise a banner up over my finances and to get up underneath the banner of victory. And I have watched God bless that area of my life. How? Because he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And he provides when I spiritually do the things that opens up the heavens over my life and releases the blessings into my heart. Spiritually, I do what he says. I've seen people spiritually give to the Lord and not walk in the blessings that God has for them fully. Should you do it? Absolutely. Is it optional? Not for me, not for the Bible. But you know what the other part of our finances is? Again, I wish I had time last week on Jaira, but I think it fits here. Is for us to practically do the things that God has asked of us to do there. He talks about being a good steward of what he's given you. He talks about saving. He talks about spending wisely in the scriptures. Uh, so you know what's just as important as giving to God? Again, I'm, I, I think it's, it's, it's critical that we do this. I think we need a practical part of that area of our life. That we get up, we go to work, we get a paycheck, we do the things God has asked us to do practically every day if we have physical ability to do that. And then we do this. We steward well what God has given us. Like I know people who give to the Lord and they never like in any way ever put a budget of any kind in play. Now again, you can do the simple budget as like mine for years. Like if I don't have it, I don't spend it. One of the best budgets you can learn. I can teach you that, man, real quick. If I don't have it, I don't spend it. But again, you can do it this way where you set some things in place and you look at the things that you want in life and then you look at those things and say, do I want them or is that a need in my life? And one of the greatest things I have found out is that it's you can learn practically when it comes to your finances, when you're setting something in play, is there is a word, it's two letters, and if we learn this word, use this, put this thing in play, we'll see a blessing rise up in our life. And that word is this, no. Some of y'all thought it was go. I thought I was just going to go and do this stuff and get what I, no, no. The word is no. And I've, I've learned this. I'm old now. You can do things, say no early on so you can receive things later on when you actually are wise enough to handle it. Cool, come on. That was better than y'all just acted. Amen. That was good stuff. But you can do it. You say no to some things. Dave Ramsey teaches a lot this. Live like no one else so that one day you can live like no one else. So you have to do things sometimes. So spiritually give to the Lord. Man, don't miss the opportunity to receive the blessing that God has that he wants to pour out in your life. But also do this. Put some things in play. Is it a need or is it a want? Is it I'm in a position to do it or am I not? Is it wise or is it not? Sometimes you got to say no. Secondly is this. is another area. I've seen it. Is where our marriages. Are you saying my marriage is a battle, Pastor? Yes, I am. Amen. That's exactly what I'm saying. It is, it is, because it is under attack. Anything that's under attack is a battle. And so, again, we see this. And so, what should you do with your spouse? What should, what, you should, like, go to church with them. Like, man, invite, go to pray with them. Like, ask them, now pray with them, get with them. Like, just, I mean, like, and really, I'm, you want to take it to another level, serve with them. Like, get involved, serve with them, get, become a part of something, serve together, pray with them. Like, spiritually, man, talk about it. Talk about what God's showing you in the scriptures. 
Like, man, hey, he showed me this. Like, I love how this is written. Angel loves a message, and I love it when she'll come to me, and she'll, like, she'll read parts of the scripture to me, and she'll say, like, I love how this is written right here. It's just so simple. And I'm just sitting here listening, going, I love it. Spiritually, I pray for one another. But it's not just spiritually. You know, practically, you know what that looks like? Treating them right. Being kind. Being nice to them. Helping some people today, man. Amen. Two parts to everybody. Some of y'all, I was the quietest y'all been all morning long. It's okay. I know you're listening. That's what that means. You're thinking it through. But man, like, be nice to them. Like, get date nights. Like, practically take some time, spend it together, do some stuff. But you know what it's going to take? It's going to take practically you putting these things in play. But it's also going to require you spiritually doing these things. I've watched people do one well. And the other, not so much. What works? When both parts of the battle are in play. Mental health, huge today. There's attack against it. <clears throat> it's, it's heavy against, again, the, the minds. It's where every battle begins. I believe that. I've taught them that. I believe that's where every battle begins. There's an attack. There's an all-out assault. Spiritually, you need to do this. You need to renew your mind. Spiritually, you, you need to, to get in the Word of God. Get the Word of God in you. Get it in your heart. Start reading the Scriptures. I, I believe this. Like, man, there are some things that can come through inner healing. Like, go through that with somebody. Get, sit down. Work it through. Spiritually, get deliverance. If there's things you need victory from, whatever that looks like. But spiritually, like, go after those things. But you know something? Get counseling if you need that. Talk to someone. We don't talk about itself in the church, man. We just said pray it out. And again, you need to do both sometimes. Don't just rely on one. What does that look like? There are two parts to every battle. We can talk about it more. Another one, parenting. Something like There's ten parts to parenting, Pastor. Not just two. There are ten parts to that battle for sure. But what do you do? Pray for your children. Speak blessings over them. Every day, I speak blessings over my kids. I speak blessings over my wife. I declare the blessings of the Lord to be released over them. Every day, I'm like, I'm going to pray that over them. I want to parent spiritually, do what I can. Set the example in front of them. Lead the best that you can. If you've missed it, if you've fallen short in any of these areas today, go to them, repent, say, God, I missed it. I want to, I'm doing better. God's helping me by his grace. I'm doing things differently now. And lead them into a new way. Show them this way. Show them what God wants to do. Like, but, but do it spiritually. Like, go into that thing. Like, don't, don't make church optional. Makes no sense for me. I like, man, I, 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 every Sunday, every Wednesday, every special service, what did I, I, growing up, what was I doing? I was in church. Do I hate it? Not at all. I'm thankful for it. And I have parents who spiritually poured into my life and again, shown that in front of them. And so we need to do that as parents. Like, man, go after them, pray over them, do whatever you got to do. Go after them in this thing. But practically... Spend time with them when you can. Make time. 
Like, do what you have to do in this area. Have, have conversations. Make memories with them. Like, do things like, man, that just like you can look back and say, man, what a great time that was. But do these things. They're both needed. They're not optional. These are not things that we can do. Again, just like say, I'm going to do one without the other. I can look back when I've done one of any of these things. I was not walking in the victory that God had. So again, it's, it's something that we walk in every day of our life. So again, we see it. So again, spiritually, ask yourself this morning. I want you to do it. Don't answer it out loud. But spiritually, are there things that you're not doing right now? Practically, are there some things that you're not doing right now that you can do differently today? Again, our identity matters. And secondly, again, there are two parts to every battle. And we see it pictured here because we see one guy on the field doing the war and battle. But we saw Moses with his hands raised in the air, interceding for them, going after God, praying, lifting high that banner over every situation. And when one came down, defeat happened. So again, we see two parts to it today. Thirdly, this is what we're going to need. We need it's, it's so important is that we need to see that we need each other yeah. in this thing. Now, one of the things that I'm asking of you this morning that God has shown us in Scripture that, he, that we can do by ourselves. Moses told Joshua, go get some men. Like, don't go out there. Spirit, could that have happened? Like, supernaturally, God do something or whatever? Yeah, God can do what he wants to do. But, man, he said this. He said, get some men and go out and fight Amalek. Go fight the enemy. Get some guys to go with you. Don't do this thing by yourself, Joshua. So Joshua goes and gets some guys. He gets some people. They go into battle, and they go after this thing together. But also, what happens? Moses went up the mountain, and he didn't go up there by himself. Let's look at the scripture. He says in verse 12 again, but Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone, put it under him, and he sat on it. That'd be like the worst lazy boy recliner. Like, could you not get, is that all you get? Come on, man. Was there not some leaves or something? I don't know, just a stone, and he put it underneath him. I think there's some representation there. Again, a rock solid foundation. But that's another message. And he put it underneath him, and he sat on it, and Aaron and her supported his hands, and one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were Steady until the going down of the sun. When he tried to hold his hands up on his own, they come down. But he needed other people in his life. The second part of our mission statement here is in this church is that, man, we want you to find community in a small group. Like, man, we want, we want you to see the need to have other people in your life. No law rangers in the kingdom. I'm telling you, man, you'll, you'll get yourself hurt quick when you try to do this on your own. So, again, we have created ways that you to help you find that, to discover that, and to find community in those things. And so, the, so Moses knew it, too. He didn't go up there by himself. He had Aaron, her, with him. They went up the mountain with him. And this is what I want to make sure we see about this story. We need to be Moses and we need to be Aaron and her we need to see that there are times for both and this is what this is what this is when it, it, it can get messed up when you make yourself the main character of every story in the Bible and see it revolving around you it does it revolves everything around him he's the banner we come up underneath but, but there are going to be times 
when God's calling you to be a Moses, to go after it. And, man, and you need people in your life to help you walk that out. You need that. I've found the need for that in my life, that, man, I'm one of those I like to try to do stuff on my own sometimes. But, man, I need people in my life that I can trust that will help hold my hands up. But you know what I also need to do? Be that. And one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is this, when all you're seeking out is Aaron's and hers instead of becoming one as well. So there will be times. So this is what you need to do. See, the need for each other, recognize that you need people in your life. You need Aaron's in in your life. You need people that will get around you, get the anointing oil out. If they have to, man, pour it on you, pray over you, go after God, fight with you, like help you, like, man, when you're trying to move a couch, like to be on the other side of the couch, man, to have people in your life who will go with you, walk with you, do these things with you. You need that in your life. Don't don't try to do it on your own. If Moses would have went up the mountain by himself, Israel would have fallen. But I love what these guys did, man. They recognized it. They saw it. And so they supported him. And they held his hands high. So this is what you need to do in your life. Listen, if you don't have that, start seeking that out. Find some people. Do it through community. Get involved in a small group. Do it through conversations in the church before and after. Find people in your life that will walk with you, go with you, help you walk in victory. And then do this also. Be that for somebody else. Be that for others. I'm telling you when, you, when you do this, when you become that, man, you'll see God put those things in your life. When you do that for others. So, again, find someone who will walk with you. Hebrews 10, I love how it puts it. It says in verse 24 and 25, it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Man, let us think of ways to do that. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. It's closer than it's ever been. It's coming today, and we need this now more than ever. What is he saying? We need each other. So listen, our identity, it matters. There are two aspects to every battle. You know what we need to do in the battle? Don't go into that thing alone. We need each other in this. And this is what I love about the story. This is, this is the fourth and final one this morning that what we see that this story shows us that when they get up underneath him, when they're up underneath that that banner of victory, when they have people walking with them, when they're applying the areas that God has shown them, practically, spiritually, walking in both of those areas, number four is this is what happens. We win. We win. Come on, amen. Yeah, we win. We do, and, 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 and reasons some of you couldn't say amen because some of you right now don't see it happening. You don't see it changing, but I promise you, you apply his word, do it, and I'll just listen to it, and it will work for you as well. He's no respecter. He doesn't like me better than you. I feel like it sometimes, but he doesn't. He'll, he'll do it for you. And so this is what happens. We win when we go up underneath this banner. What a lot of you did yesterday you turn that game on wondering if you would win today. You remember what happened last week when it's somebody who wasn't supposed to beat you, and they, they, they beat you, all right? I, I, you know, I don't watch a lot of that stuff, but I know what's going on. I keep up. And, and some of you, you're like, you, open, you turned the game on, was like, maybe today. 
will be a better day. Come on, somebody. Some of you are going to watch today, and you're going to lie. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll win. This is what I know. I, this is like, it, it does something. You fight different when you know this. I know I win every battle when I'm underneath the banner of victory in my life. Every time in my life. And I want to read verse 13 this morning as our worship team comes again. And it said it this way. It says, so Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. This is what I know about this. And this is what we see from this story today, that God is on our side. He's for us. He's not against you. Right now, you've got to get a proper view of Jehovah. And so I want to invite you to do this this morning. I invite you to stand. And then see that this morning, that man, listen, that every time you fight up underneath the banner of victory, you will win. There's not one time. I, I don't go into a battle now thinking I'm going to lose. I don't, I, don't, I don't go into a battle now thinking there's going to be another outcome, even a possibility of another outcome. Because I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to let you fight my battle. I'm going to let you do this for me. And when you do this, and when you fight this way, you'll see victory. You'll, you'll see it released in your life, and you'll see that happen for you today. And so every time, so I want you to take a moment before we go any further. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to bow your head. Just close your eyes for a moment, if you would. And this morning, I want to ask you today to think about this. That I asked two questions earlier. Are there things spiritually today that I need to be walking in, that God's calling me to do? Are there some areas? Is, are, you, are you giving? Are you serving? Are you, are you praying for your family? Are you being the model God's asked you to be for your kids? And Listen, I'm not asking you now, have you messed it up? I'm asking you, are you doing it right now? And are some things you can do differently? And if they are, this is what, what God's saying. Do this in my strength. Walk this out in my power. Give this area to me. Watch what I can do. And then practically walk it out. Walk it out. Are there some areas practically this morning that, that, that maybe you're not doing as God's asked you to do? Not stewarding well. Maybe you're not investing in your kids. Maybe you're not investing in, in the relationships and the family. Not investing in the church. And you, know, you, you need to practically put into place some things. This is his promise to us. When we walk into the battlefield... When his banner is raised above us, we win every time. And as I was preparing for this this week, I I really felt like there's going to be people standing in this room, people watching this morning that feel defeated. They need victory or seeking this out today, need victory in an area of their life. I see victory today for you. I see the win. And it's Jehovah Nisi. He is our banner. We want to raise that over you this morning. We want to be Aaron and hers for you right now. We, we want to help hold your hands up. We want to pray for you. And so right now, just as heads are about, eyes are closed, I want to ask this question of you right now. If you like maybe feel defeated, maybe you're, like you're in a battle and you need others to grab uh, your arms, you need other people to hold, hold, hold their arm, arms up with you right now. If that's you, just lift up your hand right now. You're, there's a situation going on. There's a spiritual warfare happening. There's a battle for your family. There's something you recognize going that you're, that you're in right now. Lift up your hands high to heaven. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your relationship. Maybe it's your finance. Whatever. Yeah, hands. Who else? Just raise them up. Listen, if we're honest, I believe there's some others right now who need to lift up their hands to him. 
And I want you to see this this way this morning. I want you to see, I want you to see lifted hands differently this morning. I want you to see it like this in this story. We talk about raising hands as a sign of surrender. We talk about raising hands as a sign of worship. But I want you to see it also as a raised hand as a sign of victory that comes when I have my hands raised to him, when I'm holding up high the banner of victory over my life right now. Yeah, there are more hands going up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's because we're going to walk in this thing right now. I just want to ask you right now, if you've lifted up hands in this place right now, I just want to ask you to step out and begin to move to this front right now. We're going to gather around you. We want to gather around you. So just if you've lifted your hand up, don't hesitate. Don't wait. You can kneel or you can stand. It's up to you. But I, I, I want people in this room. we got prayer team, but I, we may need others right now to help us in this. I want Aaron's and hers this morning on each side of these Moses that are in this, this altar right now. There are men and women of God who are in a battle right now. There are men and women of God who need right now others to gather around them. So just begin to come right now. Just get on each side of them. I want, I want, I want one person on each side of every person in this altar. Yeah, I want at least one person. So help us. Thank you. Yeah, God bless you. Who else will come? Need some more here. We need some more ladies ever on this side. Yeah, who else? Don't want anybody missed. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Right now. And I want you right now as a representation right now. I just want you right now to just, you don't have to physically do it, but I want you to spiritually hold their hands up. I want you to spiritually gather around them and release right now victory over their life. And so as our worship team begins to just declare that over this house, I believe we win. I believe we win every time. I don't believe you're going to get up from this altar, go back to your seat defeated and losing. I believe you're going to walk in victory today. And I believe you're going to win underneath the banner today, our Jehovah Nisi, our banner of victory this morning. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.